You're listening to Wood Talk Online, a podcast for woodworkers by woodworkers. Now here are your hosts, Mark Spagnolo and Matt Vanderlist. Take it away, boys. Welcome to Wood Talk Online, episode 43 for October 7th, 2008. I'm Mark Spagnolo. And I'm Matt Vanderlist. And right off the top here, if you have comments, questions, suggestions, you know, I always say that at the top of every single show, I should come up with something new. Shake it up but, a little bit. Okay, um, I'll do it next time. Anyways, though, <laughs> you can email us at woodtalkonline at gmail.com if you have any comments, questions, some feedback, something you're going to hear today. Or you can pick up the phone and you can leave us a message at 623-242-2450. So a couple different ways for you to get a hold of us. And, you know, we're always around someplace. So you can just, you know, hey, what's going on, buddy? So We, we are we'll very get- uh, easy to get in touch with, for sure. Right. Yeah. I When I was in college, I wanted to be easy, but it never worked out. But now I'm at least easy to get a hold of. Right. <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> right. Well, the good news today is that I do have a Dr. Pepper, which means I'm um, I'm all hopped up on sugar right now. So that that's a good thing. <laughs> Just and like I'm that. drinking water to bring myself down from my, my daily sugar load. So we'll, we'll meet in the middle. How's that sound? <laughs> you got to get over the excitement of a day of, uh, of processing pap smears. Let me tell you, there's a day that goes by that I just, I'm like, I have the dream job. Let me tell you, I, I can't imagine not being here in front of the scope for eight hours staring at these slides. Wow. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a blast. All right. Well, status report. Uh, I'll jump in first. Um, put, I basically put the finishing touches on the gadget station this week. We are getting ready for delivery. On Thursday, we leave for a little road trip to Anaheim for BlizzCon. And then after that, we're shooting straight up to uh, Petaluma to see Leo. And if uh, the stars align properly and everything works out, we will be stopping to see the one and only David Marks as well. And uh, really we'll, awesome. Yeah, yeah. We'll hang out in his shop and show, uh, you know, get some footage of his school. And uh, he's basically has added this huge uh, extra building onto his old shop that we know from the show. And uh, I actually haven't been there since it's been done. So it sounds like it could be a lot of fun and haven't heard from them since ooh, AWFS or SF. I can't remember the order of those, <laughs> those yeah, it letters. Was, it was the biggest one. I know that because yeah. I was still at going. Oh, yep. So over a year ago uh, since we saw him last time. So it'll be good to uh, to visit with the, the big DM. Um, but nice. other than that, we're just getting ready for the delivery. The gadget station is complete and I am now releasing like two episodes a week. Uh, just to get caught up so that I can get onto the holiday projects. I was going to say, what are we going to do without the gadget station? I mean, that's just one of those. It's become a mainstay in my, <laughs> my, my, not only am I doing the pap smears, but I'll take a little break and I'll watch the gadget station. I'll yeah, I don't know. You know what? That's what reruns are for. We could just, uh, they're, they're always there. You could just go back and watch the old ones. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll see what I know. The people that you're going to be visiting, other than the, the fine folks over at BlizzCon, now they're expecting you, right? This isn't going to be like one of those, you guys are just going to show up, throw the gadget station at Leo and be like, this is what we were talking about. It's Mark and Nicole. <laughs> we're just going to drive by and I'm going to push it out of the car <laughs> and hope, hope, hope that he comes out and gets it. Uh, yeah, this is actually scheduled now. We're supposed to show up at his studio on Monday, I believe. And, uh, you know, I, I don't even know what to expect. I have no idea. He's got a fully functional uh, internet slash TV sort of studio thing going on there. I don't know if we're just hanging out and dropping this thing off. I don't know if he's going to actually turn the cameras on and and do some live stuff. Whatever. Um, I'm just kind of glad at this point to have the project done, pass it off, and and give it to somebody who can actually use it and appreciate it. So 
We'll see what happens. I'll keep everybody posted uh, as I get some details, but I don't know for sure exactly what's going to happen. Okay, I just got a, uh, a update here from my assistant, Nicole, who says that we actually will be on live on Monday. So I guess that means... What's what's the web address? Uh, TwitLive. TwitLive.tv. TV. I'll put the link in there. So on Monday, uh, check that out, and we will be there with our good French friend, Patrick. Oh my gosh, I, I, I can't imagine that. I mean, I've always I've, I've listened to Twit in the past, and I can't imagine knowing somebody that's actually there. <laughs> well, you know, well, the thing is, Matt, that what I've come to realize in life is people like free crap. <laughs> and if you can figure out an angle to give someone something for free, there's a good chance you might actually be able to meet them. <laughs> you know what? You know, that, that's a, a little known, well, maybe it's a big known advertising ploy at Matt's Basement Workshop. You give me free crap, I will just, you know, whatever you want. <laughs> right. I mean, you'll 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 sing and dance and do whatever it takes if someone's going to give you something for free. So, uh, you know, if you can get in touch with them and say, hey. I mean, it really is. If, if there are, um, I don't want to say low-level celebrities, but certainly we're not talking about Hollywood-level celebrities here, people you can actually get in touch with. Um, you know, and, and I've I've seen it done before and have experienced it as a, a really cool icebreaker um, to make a handcrafted, uh, you know, woodworking item for somebody because a lot of people have an appreciation for that stuff and they see a, a just a gorgeous cutting board or something and it, it just becomes a really great way to, to break the ice and present them with something that, uh, you know, they'll have forever and it'll always be something to remember you by. So, um, right, you know. Yeah, see the way I look at it is like my celebrityism. I think you're 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 just a, a pinch higher than me. Not much. I'm not going to be that oh, much. Crap. Barely a but smidgen, Matt. <laughs> there's like you know there's Kathy Griffith who's on the D list. I think I'm somewhere around the double D, maybe triple D. <laughs> you're on the double D list. But if, <laughs> but if I don't watch what I'm eating, I'm probably going to get a little bit. You know, that's going to explain everything. But <laughs> <laughs> that's <just> terrible, <laughs> terrible. All right, before we get ourselves in trouble here, tell me what's going on in your shop, please. <laughs> Okay, well, this weekend I actually had a chance to do a few things. Amazingly, as I mentioned before, my wife's a photographer, and it turns out that I don't know if anybody else knows this, maybe some of the other photographers out there that do any type of wedding photography, October is the new June. So Hmm. there are tons of October weddings. So my wife is gone every weekend, and I say to the kids, you know what, there's Cartoon Network, what do you want? So then I head down to the shop, I come up once in a while to give them food, so I had a chance to head into the shop this weekend, and I made some zero-clearance inserts for a couple of my power tools. Now, I've never done this before, and people are always telling me, you got to do it. What's wrong with you? And I'm like, I'm mad. So what do you you want? (laughs) What do you want from me? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Now, the first one I made was for my uh, my miter saw, and that one went pretty well because the thing I had in there just looked horrible. So that gave me enough confidence to try my table saw. Now, for those of you who have seen the show, obviously we know that my table saw is, uh, it looks like I pulled it out of a heap. It's over 50 years old. And this, I don't know what they were thinking when they made this thing. Maybe it was the mindset 50 years ago, but the zero, no, the throat plate is, the thickness of it is maybe what I think I measured it was like just under an eighth of an inch, you know, like maybe like three sixteenths or something like that. I mean, really? So real thin. Oh yeah. It's, it's, wait, three sixteenths would be more than an eighth, but it's really super thin and, um, it's tiny. It's only like maybe an inch or so wide and it's an eight inch table saw. So, the the way it's set up, it's it's really odd. So I ended up just kind of taking it, playing around, and I was able to get the the lip to come down just enough so that it would fit around around the outside, so that the screws would hold it in place. Got it so it's nice and flush. And amazingly, 
you know, I have less tear out now. I don't know why. Uh, I've never <laughs> thought about that before. <laughs> right. So I'm, I'm playing around with it. I'll probably make up a few more now that I have this extra confidence. But um, that was like my, my real big Yahoo moment because, like I said, it's, it, was, it was me and the kids, and they kept insisting that I spend time with them. One other thing I did was, uh, I, and I, I think I'm notorious for this too, is I'm rearranging my power tools again in, in the shop. I've I got to quit doing this and just start <laughs> playing with power tools. But I swear, every time I do a project, I'll look at something and I'm like, man, there's got to be an easier way that I can do this layout so that it flows easier. Cause I talked about the golden triangle before in the shop, just like you have with the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And um, that that's kind of what I was going for, but now that I'm rearranging it again, I'm like, well, you know what? A golden a, a golden octagon is kind of nice. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. <laughs> so other other than that, really, there hasn't been too much. Uh, just pretty much hiding out in the shop and just resharpening a few things. And I, I'm in between projects is what it really comes down to. I'm not ready to start one that I should, but uh, at the same time, I, I'm too far ahead of the other one the other one's pretty much done it's out of the way sure so now it's, it's just killing time i'm sure a few of us have been there once in a while but that's- yeah yeah well you know what i think you should do you, if you want to put your time into something productive it sounds like you should be writing a book that would be like um feng shui for the workshop or something oh that's a great idea oh. <laughs> you know, if you're just moving stuff around for the hell of it why not um, remember remember in feng shui must have furnace behind your back for more powerful centering (laughs) (laughs) exactly it sounds good i would read that all right well around the web we've got a couple things uh that we've noticed and uh would like to mention here first of all the there's a website that i came across oh man somebody sent me a link a while ago and then i was reminded again uh this uh this week as someone sent it to me and said hey you should make your videos better like this guy uh, oh. So, yeah, you know, that happens. I'm not a videographer. I get, that, I get that email all the time, so I'm not too worried about it. I'm like, finally, somebody realizes it. <laughs> no, this, but the guy, he's really nice. He's a, um, uh, he's a photographer, so, of course, you know, once you, uh, I'm sure your wife would understand, once you know the limit, like what lighting can do for a photograph or a video image, it's really painful sometimes to see it when it's not done properly. And, uh, you know, my videos are just the best that I can get given the situation that I have. I don't really do too much in a way of lighting anymore just because it's, it's way too much work. So, anywho, right. enough about me. This, uh, this w- the website is called woodtreks.com, W-O-O-D-T-R-E-K-S.com. And it's run by a fella named Keith Crookshank, which is probably the coolest last name I've ever heard. Um, well, Crookshank is the name of the cat in uh, Harry Potter. In Harry right? Potter, yeah, it is. Uh, Hermione's kitty cat. Uh, yeah. But anyways, this guy's videos are top-notch. I mean, this is television-quality uh, production here. And he's probably got about a dozen videos up there, and he goes around to different woodworkers or different locations and does these little shows. And they are absolutely fantastic. So um, I highly recommend checking it out. But his site, just a warning, is in beta version 5. I'm not sure what that means, but it's. Um, I think that's the generic uh, modern disclaimer to say that something's relatively new. You just put a beta sticker on it, and that's permission for things to go wrong. Oh, in that case, I need a huge one right over the top of my show. <laughs> <laughs> I need one too. I don't have one, but we should. We should. We should both get them. Um, but yeah. yeah, seriously, check this out if you haven't seen it. Um, really top quality stuff. Like I said, should be on TV. In fact, it's probably too good for TV if you ask me. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I was just watching some of them today because when you had mentioned this, I'm like, you know what? That's right. I haven't been over there. I want to I want to take a look at this. And uh, I was I was watching one. It's a, in fact, I'm looking at it right now. Hardwood dealer Rick Hearn describes hidden beauty and rare logs. And even if you, you're not really getting into the woodworking, you don't want really to want to watch, you know, a project be made or something like that. This video alone to me is just like, oh, my God, look at that. That's insane. Yeah. And yet yeah, does an amazing job with the videography. So definitely, definitely need to check this one out. Oh, sure. Okay, I'm going to you do the rest of the show. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, the other thing I wanted to, to mention were the um, a few site redesigns that I've noticed on some of the, the major woodworking magazines' websites. Uh, first of all, the most recent one, I think I just got an email and a newsletter, was about woodworking magazines' blog. And also, if you go to Pop Woodworking, they sort of – they didn't seem to make too much of a big deal about it that I saw, but I went there one day and everything kind of just looked different. So – um, Pop Woodworking and Woodworking Magazine. Check those out. They've got a sort of new and improved layout. And also Fine Woodworking Magazine. Very subtle, but there have been some changes in the last couple of months or so. And especially with the videos. I mean, keep going back to the site because they always seem to add new project videos that uh, the new layout for their videos is really, really well done. So uh, kudos to them on that. But definitely keep up with that and check it out. Now, you you and I were chatting earlier uh, before the show about popular popular woodworking and woodworking magazines, um, new format, and I was explaining how I went to look at the videos because I wanted to see something and how they categorize things, and mm-hmm. I clicked on the video tab. Now, in the past, they've had this player that was very much like the player on my homepage where it's a big window and all the little icons and short descriptions, and you can kind of just pick which video and category you want. Very video-esque, very common to see that type of thing. So you know you're dealing with video here. Um, I was actually a little bit disappointed. Now, I don't know if this is a work in progress still or if this is the the way that they're going to to do it. But when you click on the video tab now, it gives you a list of, of the videos that are in that particular category, but literally a list. It's all text. There's no thumbnails. There's no indication other than the fact that you've clicked a video tab so you know these should be videos. Um, it just says, you know, it says video, more recent articles, and you kick, each title is a link, and then that takes you to a terrific laid out, really nicely laid out page for each individual video. Um, but I, I've got to say I'm a little bit concerned about the, the navigation there. I don't know. Just, it's just an opinion. Yeah. I'm not uh, trying to, to knock them at all. But Right. No, I'm, I'm right there with you because I, I, I don't want to say it was misleading, but for somebody who sometimes gets misled very easily – and I, I think there's there's let's get honest there, there's a number of of us out there who maybe aren't quite tech savvy. They're still like you know I can't believe these guys are coming through the computer kind of a thing. <laughs> this could really kind of throw you off because I, I did the same thing when you first mentioned it. And I went there and I'm like oh well I haven't seen this part yet. I looked at it. I'm like okay so video and then that that read more thing at the bottom really really throws me off. So I'm I'm, I'm hoping I'm keeping my fingers crossed for them that it's just like one of those oh yeah we got to get back to that and, and fix that. But yeah that could be very very misleading because. Even when I click on the read more, oh, that same little paragraph comes up, yeah. maybe add more words. So, yeah, I really, really hope they, they fix that up. But, uh, yeah, other than that, it, it doesn't look too bad. Oh, look, there's Mark Spagnolo. He's a designer and craftsman. Yeah, I, yeah, my video is on there. The uh, the latest one was the cutting board video, which is pretty uh, pretty cool. But, um, yeah, I mean, as someone who who runs a website and is constantly being reminded by uh, by viewers and people who come to the site that I need, you know, need to do this or I need to do that. Uh, figuring out navigation for uh, people visiting your site is very tricky, especially once you spent too much time working on your own site. Um, yep. You really lose touch for what 
the beginner or the new person's first impression is. You totally lose track of that. Uh, so it is kind of hard. But I'm I'm curious. I'm holding off my my judgment at this point. But normally when I when I see video content, normally there's something there earlier in the process to tell you this is video, uh, and you just click the play button and boom, the video pops up. So. Uh, but right. either way, the rest of the site is gorgeous. It's a, it's a nice wide page, plenty of information on there, a ton of information, and a little bit seems to be a little better integration between Popular Woodworking and Woodworking Magazine uh, as sister sites as well. So, right, yeah, absolutely. No, I I, I totally agree with it. Yeah, so I'm going through it right now, and I can find everything I want real quick. So that totally works out. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah, in fact, I, I didn't even know they were doing it. Just like you said, it was it was like a newsletter or something that came in, and I'm like, you guys, what? wait a minute. So then I went back and I'm either really naive and just did my usual stuff. Or <laughs> well, un- unlike me, when I make a single little baby size change to my site, I, uh, I put out a press release and sound the trumpets. And, <laughs> and yeah, I added a new link. Um, <laughs> right. Unlike me, I just wait till people go, hey, something's not opening. It's called your website. What? <laughs> right. Well, I pay that bill. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's jump into the news. That was about it for the, the stuff around the web. Um, okay. Here's the news. Uh, speak, you know what? I just sounded the trumpets. I'll sound it again. Ready? Yeah. Okay. I'll let you take it from here. Okay. Well, we have some really, really, really um, big news. And... This is one of those we, we're, we're really, really excited about this. When this came in, um, excitement. I, I pretty much almost had to take the day off from work because I was just holding my breath on this. Matt peed his pants, really, is what I happened. did, literally. And I don't, I'm not ashamed <laughs> to say that it happened because it was the dance of joy, joy. It's what was going on when it happened. <laughs> uh, Wood Talk Online, Mark and I both have a new working relationship with the great folks over at Lee Valley. Mm hmm. And this is like one of those where we're still we're in the baby steps of it right now. So we're, we're going to try and get stuff together on this and, and you know, we'll let you know more as it goes on. But it's just going to be like one of those um, we're still in baby steps on it right now. <laughs> we're still kind of working out the, uh, the, the, the important stuff on this. But essentially, one of the neat things is uh, we get some great stuff from Lee Valley to give away to some of you lucky listeners. So, well, all of you lucky listeners have an opportunity for it. Uh, the neat thing about it is they they must have heard us talking about. I think we talked about them a while ago. We said something nice about like you know Lee Valley. They have nice things. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe once or twice we said that. <laughs> right, yeah, once or twice. And uh, apparently some of you also have mentioned that you heard us talking about it or something along the lines of that. And so that's what they got a hold of us. And so you might be hearing us talking a little bit about Lee Valley. We'll, we'll have an opportunity to maybe try out some stuff from them, and we're going to try and give you our unbiased opinion on this. And so hopefully this is going to work out to be a really fantastic relationship between us and them. So we're not going to bombard you with Lee Valley. We're not going to say Lee Valley's name every five minutes because it wouldn't be nice if we said Lee Valley's name every five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but we still just want to let you know that this that, that that's out there. And we're really, really excited about this because this is really kind of a first for us here at Wood Talk Online. Yeah, it is. So, I mean, the show has always been that sort of um, side project for us. And neither one of us have, have tried very hard to market it or sell it or, or do anything like that. So this kind of just uh, fell in our laps. But the thing is, we, we talk about this stuff all the time. Last week, we were announcing these new products that they had. And the problem is, 
I don't think either one of us can afford to just drop everything and pick these up just for the sake of talking about them on Wood Talk Online. Um, so what this is going to do in many cases, you know, Ver- Veritas, Lee Valley, they're, they're very good at coming up with, um, you know, some either resurrecting old models of planes or, or old tools and sort of uh, creating a new need that especially right. with this renaissance of hand tools in the woodworking world, um, you know, things like this, everybody can get really excited about this new stuff. So what this does is affords us the opportunity to get our hands on this stuff before we talk to you guys about them. Instead of Matt and I sitting here going, well, wait a minute, there's a left hand and a right hand, but can you use the left hand? I mean, we'll have we'll have those answers and it won't be uh, a bunch of guesswork. We'll actually be able to tell you how this stuff works. And at the same time, what this means is we'll be able to give some of those away. That's really uh, a large part of the goal is to have giveaways as well. So, you know, hopefully it's a win-win for everybody. And like right. Matt said, this is not by any means the uh, 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 something where we're going to talk about this all the time. It's just whenever there's something relevant to discuss, we discuss it. Uh, and I guess, well, we should probably let the uh, the little kitty out of the bag with, with what we're going to do today, the giveaway that we're going to do right now. So thanks to Lee Valley, we are going to be able to give away two of these skew rabbit planes that they just came out with one of each remember there's a left-handed version and a right-handed version and we'll be able to give away one of each to two lucky winners now the way you enter the contest you go to woodtalkonline.com and on that page at the bottom toward the bottom there there's going to be just a little form built right into the page give us your name your email address and you're entered to win uh, one of these great planes now we have to turn this around pretty quickly because it's a little bit of a last minute thing here we will probably draw the winners sometime around Monday and make the announcement. And the the reason is they are running a really good sale right now. So if you don't win the contest, I want you to have the opportunity to take advantage of the sale. If you buy both of the planes together, you save $100 uh, on the combined price. So kind of something I want you to be able to take advantage of if you are really interested in picking these planes up. So we'll announce the the winners uh, pretty soon here and stay tuned. But we'd like to thank Lee Valley for giving us the opportunity to give them away to you guys. Okay, so that's that. Let's jump into our next feature. And Matt, I'm going to let you take this because you you populated this whole section and I really dropped the ball and I didn't add anything to this. So tell us uh, about your hot deals. Uh, That's no problem. Okay, well, we're going to start out number one. With the first hot deal of the day is a DeWalt 18-volt cordless drill driver kit sweepstakes. So you don't really have to buy this. I mean, you can buy it if you want to. But they have a great sweepstakes going on. It ends October 13th. I found this thanks to the great folks over at toolsnob.com. And we'll have a link for it in the show notes. You can click on it. It'll take you right to Actually, you can just head right over to DeWalt, uh, DeWalt's website uh, and click on that. So... This one's going to be ending uh, on Monday, October 13th. Get your name uh, entered for this great contest and see if maybe you can win yourself this great 18-volt cordless drill driver kit. Uh, looked pretty neat. I tried to enter myself, but apparently uh, you can only enter once or something. I don't know. I was like on 100 or I can't. I'm not sure. <laughs> see, uh, so that's at Tool Snob. Uh, or that's where the link I found at. And we'll, we'll have that in the show notes. Uh, the next thing is a... Uh, Makita Orbital Finishing Sander for only $39.99. Save 27% off, and this is from Highland Woodworking. Now, there isn't an uh, end date on the sale. Basically, it is until uh, everybody snatches one of these up. So definitely head over there. That's, and that's a good up. price, though. That's really good. 
Yeah, I think the original one was the original price was like fifty seven, fifty eight, something like that. So, yeah, that's that's not bad at all. So yeah. definitely check that out. Um, let's see, the next one up is uh, a set of aluminum assembly clamps from Oh Lee Valley. Oh, it's a set of four. There's two eighteen inch ones. There's two twenty four inch links. Uh, regularly. They are $108 if you wanted to get this set, but they have them on sale right now. Again, kind of an introductory price for $85. And they say that these are a fast-acting sliding jaw with a locking mechanical uh, handle mechanism. They liken the uh, the locking handle mechanism to, like, locking pliers, basically. Wow. So that sounds kind of a, a neat one. The, the picture looks really neat that they uh, have up yeah, there. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm looking at the picture. They remind me of... Um uh, Festool has a clamping system that's sort of based on that same thing. And each you squeeze the handle and, and it clicks, and basically it's like turning a sprocket. And each click locks it in place a little bit more. So um, they nice. they have a, a heck of a grip on them. So if it's anything like that, they're going to be pretty cool. So is it? It's like a locking plier. Is that kind of like the the, the idea with it? I mean, sort I, I'm of trying like- to. As as you at least again, I don't know if for sure that it's that's what this is, but it looks like it. The the ones that I have, the quick acting ones from uh, from Festool, as you click them, as you squeeze the handle, every couple, you know, maybe every half inch of motion, it results in a click, and you and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't reverse until you hit the release. So as you go and through and click, you sort of squeeze the handle the whole way. You could hear like click 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 until it gets to the end and it's done. So. Uh, it's a ter- terrible description, but it's it gives you a really good grip uh, on the workpiece. Yeah, I usually do that with my Irwin quick quick clamps. I go look at my hand as I'm trying to pull it. It's like my breathing technique. I pull it in tighter. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, so we got two more great deals here. Um, a Makita 14.4 volt cordless impact driver on sale at Woodcraft for uh, 189.99 and I don't know if there's an end date on this one. I think the regular price again is well over 200 if I remember right. Hmm. Uh, so, I know a lot of people really like the, the the power you can get from a cordless impact driver. Um, I really don't have a need for it in my my own wood shop. I, I barely get by with the uh, I think I have a 12 volt right now that seems to do the majority of the work and if I really need some extra power I have this old-fashioned thing that has a tail, and it plugs into the wall. There you I go. It's power from that. <laughs> I've never seen one of those in the wild. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. And the last thing is, uh, again, from Woodcraft, is a select Norton combination water stones. You can save 20% on whichever one you choose now through October 31st, 2008. And your choices, of course, are like a 220 grit with 1,000 grit on the other side. Uh, those a- combo ones are great. They are because you know it's it you're you're compact. You have a small area. You don't have to have a, a ton of stuff. And as soon as you're done with one side, just flip that baby over. So you you also have to go. I think they have like a uh, one thousand and a four thousand side, and then uh, I even think they have a four thousand and eight thousand. Yeah, I see uh, a, a one and a four, uh, four thousand, eight thousand, one thousand, eight thousand, and the set of you can get the whole set of four. Looks like they even have some of the smaller um, individual ones, but those aren't on sale. Um, but yeah, those are great. I, when I first started out, that was a quick way to get, you know, a good range of grit sizes was to go for those combos. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it works great. The only problem is if you want to flatten the one side with the other, well, you can't do that. So, uh, sorry. no, not unless you know magic. Right. Or you just, you know, put it in the chopping block and just <laughs> and right down the middle. <laughs> you cut it on the bandsaw, right? <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Yeah. Just resaw it into, into two halves. All right, cool. That's a lot of man. That's a lot of good deals there. Um, 
topics for today, this is going to be relatively light, uh, but I did want to talk a little bit about uh, design inspiration. And the reason I wanted to do that was because I had gotten an email not too long ago from uh, Fine Woodworking, and it said something about their new design book, magazine, special issue, whatever you want to call it. Um, I don't know, a lot of you guys might be familiar with the, the furniture design series of books that they used to put out years ago. And they were hardback books with just um, pages and pages of beautiful photos of, of uh, work with a little, you know, short little description and who the artist is. And I find those incredibly useful. I mean, anytime I do a new project, I'll pick one of those out and just kind of leaf through it and, and just look at it, you know, looking at different curves and how uh, different lines and shadows play against each other um, usually serves to give me some kind of an inspiration. So, I was really excited when I saw that they were coming out with this, um, uh, excuse me, it's a titled Furniture, 102 Contemporary Designs, and it's it's like a magazine, it's a soft, you know, softback type uh, publication, um, but it's limited in terms of ads, there's a few ads in the beginning and uh, toward the end, but it's it's just a ton of contemporary designs, full color pictures, um, more than one picture of the pieces in some cases, and even a description uh, from the person who created it. That gives you a little bit more insight than just their name and a short, tiny little description. So it's very in-depth, very well done, and a lot of people, like I said, they'll ask, where where do you get inspiration and ideas for your projects? And honestly, that's it. Looking at other people's work that they've done and other incredible designs is my biggest source of inspiration for things that I'm going to build. So I'm going to put the link in the show notes um, uh, for this. And it's it's not that expensive. It's like what I, I see the cover price here is $12.99. Um, you know, I have the link right here. Let me see if it's any different online. But for that price, man, yeah, $12.99, absolutely worth it for what you get. It's just jam-packed with uh, tables with chairs with just amazing contemporary designs. So, um, so anyway, the whole point was to to kind of bring that up, but ask you, you know, I kind of said my piece about that. Where do you get inspiration when you need to create something new? Your wife says, uh, "Hey, let's make a coffee table." How do you know what style you want to build it in and what features you want to add to it? Is there a place you go for that? Uh, yeah, she tells me exactly what to do. <laughs> you say, "What do you want?" <laughs> Yeah, no, it's that that's one thing that we like to do too is, you know, we'll, we'll flip through books, we'll see something on TV or something. So then, you know, there, there might be an ad just just something completely irrelevant. It could be like a, you know, a, a secret deodorant commercial and there'll be some table in the back. My wife will be like, "Whoa, did you see that?" And I'm like, "Which part?" And then she'll mention <laughs> the table. And so then we'll we'll kind of just do a search through like, you know, various, you know, furniture manufacturers or something along the lines of that. We'll go through catalogs or one magazine for me that is a huge influence, in fact, it's almost like a deadly influence, is um, there, there's a magazine called American Bungalow. And I've hmm. made no bones about it whatsoever. I love arts and crafts, furniture, uh, shaker style, mission style, whatever you want to call it. I mean, all, all those, those two different styles right there. And that American Bungalow is 100% arts and crafts. And when that, that magazine comes out, um, I will I will put down woodworking magazines to pull, uh, pick that one up and, and flip through it and it's I'll, I'll I'll look at the pictures I'll I'll read the descriptions and suddenly I'm just like I gotta build this I gotta <laughs> go home need to build it's insane right and I also get this from a lot of blogs like um a number of the ones that I've been following have definitely you know the, I'll, I'll see something they're building and even if it's a style that I'm not that 
really big into. Like I said, I'm a big arts and crafts person. I think a lot of people, especially when they first get started, Shaker and Arts and Crafts seem to be the two that are really, really popular with beginning woodworkers. Oh, yeah. Um, those, those seem to be, the, for, at least that, that I've run across, that seems to be the thing. But I'll see somebody who's maybe working on something a little bit more contemporary. I've seen a few things you've worked on, and I'll be like, oh, that's, that's, I could, I could try something like that. That would be pretty neat. So, right. Definitely. Any outside source I can get my hands on. <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, you shouldn't be shy about it, you know? I mean, there's nothing to be ashamed of. Um, I don't know, some some people might get it in their head that they need to come up with a completely unique, no one's ever seen this before, it's going to blow everybody's mind, and, I mean, that's fine, but good luck. That's that's very difficult to do. Um, I think right. you could find... Your, your imagination can take, when you get that little tiny seed of inspiration, and take it in a completely different direction, so it doesn't even closely you know or remotely resemble what you started at in your mind but it, you know becomes this big thing of its own so um it all has to start from somewhere and you know for me seeing things like you said um even in other unrelated catalogs and stuff i've got a catalog on my desk here that i don't think i've ever even seen this one before it's called improvements is the name of the catalog and it's just got different furniture items for the home and um i saw some things in there that i'm like you know what that just gave me a brilliant idea for what i want to do for our uh, end tables in our living room um showed it to nicole she likes the design and there it is you know and it came from this you know what are the price on these things too 179 if i wanted to buy these but um i'm not going to make that exact one i'm going to make it look like it belongs in my house Uh, but the idea came from just a simple little catalog Right. You know, and that's another thing is like maybe you can look at something, you'll, you'll be inspired by it, whether it's a picture or whatever else. But how many times have you been inspired by like, you know, you, you'll, you, you'll, you'll look at one little aspect of it. Like maybe, maybe the way that the, the, the legs are formed right. or maybe the, 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 the edge detail or something like that. And it's like one of those, well, maybe I'll experiment just a little bit with that. And so I can take a, a traditional form that I've always been working with. You know, we all have, seem to have those pieces that we kind of fall back onto. They're almost like our, rather than our comfort food, they're our comfort build. We <laughs> yeah, our comfort to, zone, right? Yeah, you know how to build them really easily. So when something's going wrong, it's like, I'm, I'm going to build a sofa table, you know, and put right. it together real quickly or something. But you can play around with what you've been working on traditionally and incorporate, you know, a really unique uh, edge detail or something like that. And build up from there because that's that's one thing for sure that I think another thing that I like to do is to kind of and I'm really starting to to play with this is work with different woods now I'm trying to come out of my my usual comfort zone of like cherry and pine those seems to be the the two I always fall back on mm-hmm. and I want to start playing a little bit more with like maybe a walnut I mean a walnut's just so beautiful and I've never really ever worked with it I, I did once for this tiny little baby cabriole leg for a, a class that I took. And it's just like one of those, I want to try something a little bit different with that. So, again, maybe I could start with my basic design or just get crazy and just, like, you know, go out there and find something really obscure that I I never thought I would build before. And it's like, don't just jump in on the design, man. I'm just going to, like, jump in on every aspect of it. (laughs) Sure. Well, yeah. I mean, even sometimes just a traditional design that you've done a hundred times, all of a sudden when you start to think, um, you know, what would this look like if I used these two woods instead? A lot of times it just completely changes, you know, the, the, uh, the vision of what you're seeing there. And it, like I said, just becomes something totally different, but knocks you out of your, you know, that comfort zone that you mentioned. So, um, right. 
Point is, inspiration is everywhere, really. I mean, uh, there's times whenever we go on a trip, on vacation, um, I ask Nicole to carry the camera around all the time because I constantly see things. My phone is filled with pictures of from you know the places where you'd least expect it. But I go, whoa, look at that shape of that table. I want to at least be able to reference that sometime in the future so I want to get a quick picture of it. Um, right. Inspiration is everywhere. Right. When you, that's so funny that you mentioned that because I get in trouble for that all the time. And I, it'll be like one of those, we'll be at a restaurant and I'll be like, you know, just looking around. My wife's like, what are you looking at? <laughs> I'm looking at a great set of legs and it's not that blonde over there, although I chuck those out too. But I'm looking at those table legs over there or, you know, it's a, you know, just all sorts of unique things. I think there was an article just recently. Chris Schwartz was talking in this blog about how, like, how embarrassing it was to go on a trip with his dad because he was doing just that thing. They, the rest of the, uh, the tour is heading in one direction and dad's heading in another direction taking a picture of a stairwell. <laughs> he was well, yeah, we um, a uh, funny little story. Well, it's not that funny. It was to me, but we went to um, yeah, we went to a, uh, a Chinese restaurant locally that just opened up recently, and um, not many people in there. I don't know that they're doing that well, but we went there for lunch, and they had these really nice tables. I mean, really, uh, over, a little bit too elaborate for this place. I mean, because their food is just basically Chinese takeout for the most part, but really nice, sort of something you you might see. Um, I don't know, something that like Norm would build. It's in a style that I would never really build, but it's a typical Norm finish where it's just a dark red mahogany type look to it. But this is an example of very poor design uh, and oh. also very poor choice by the people who, who opened this restaurant. There must have been 30 of these tables in this place and each one of them is set. The legs on them are in the worst possible spot, so you cannot get two seats in between the legs. So, oh, so you got to straddle thing. Exactly. Oh. So if you put one chair in the middle in between the legs, that puts the other chair way too far to the outside. So if you put the chairs where you would, you know, in reference to the tabletop itself, if you put the chairs where they're supposed to go, each person is straddling a leg. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, this is, that's a fatal flaw for a table. I mean, like, that, boy, girl. Boy, girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's terrible. Very, you know, I was like, wow, this is crazy. So I did take a picture of it. I have to see if I could find it. I think it's on my iPhone. Um, but it, I was just kind of amused by it because normally I get inspired and see things that are great that I would really want to emulate uh, in my work. But it's not quite as often. I mean, it's these things are probably around. I just might not notice them as it's not as obvious. Uh, but this was the first one of the first times I really saw a truly poor design that I thought <laughs> I thought was very interesting. Well, that's a good aspect, you know, a good a good point to this discussion also is that it should be, you should get to a point where you should realize that there are certain things that just aren't going to work. Like, right. you know, a tiny leg for a big man's stool. It shouldn't happen because <laughs> right. something else is going to happen and that, that's going to break, you know. And that's when you start really getting into, you know, paying attention to the grains and everything like that. Like, do, would this look really good with a very highly figured or would it look better with a straight grain? So, right. yeah, that's, that's a really good point about the color. That's going to... Yeah, and the, the, that leg, that's... Kind of interesting, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, they are tiny people usually anyways, so... Yeah, but you know what? No one wants a table leg between their legs. I can tell you that much. Um, made me very uncomfortable. It just ruined my uh, my sweet and sour chicken. Oh. It ruined it. ruined it. All right. So uh, jumping into our uh, voicemails, we have one, and we will cherish it for the entire time that we listen to it. 
Hey, Mark and Matt. This is David Olsmid from Woods in Arlington, South Dakota. I just got done listening to episode number 42, and you had mentioned about a Laguna bandsaw blade that you were absolutely in love with. My question is, I'm redoing a old 1956 Parks 18-inch bandsaw, and uh, I'm going to use it primarily for resawing. So I was wondering what width I should go with for my blade. I just ordered a set of Carter roller bearings that can accommodate anywhere from an eighth of an inch all the way up to above an inch and a quarter, I think. I've ordered a one-inch wide Timberwolf blade, and I was wondering if that was a good idea or if you have a different recommendation for a different thickness blade. Like I said, it's going to be primarily resawing, so thanks for answering my question. I look forward to hearing it online. Thanks, guys. Well, I would uh, first of all like to say that I am a married man and I am in love with no blade. (laughs) Same here, definitely. In case my wife's listening. (laughs) I may have enjoyed using the blade, but I am not in love with it. Um, I've had a few fights with the blade, but yes, I'm right there. I always come back at the end of the day. I I do occasionally go in there and caress the blade and tell it stories at night, but that does not mean that I love it. Um, yeah, the uh, we did talk about the um, Resaw King last week, and I'm glad to see a few people actually took me up on, uh, on my advice there and picked it up and were extremely happy with it. Uh, it was very cool to, to, to see other people's reviews on it since then, which was fantastic. So um, his question was about the width of the blade. Now, here's the thing. There's... The wider the blade is, I mean, if he's doing resawing, he could go as wide as he wants. Um, you know, to me, I think there's a point where it gets a little bit too wide. You don't really need to go that wide. Look at it, look at it this way. Uh, David Marks, for instance, cuts all of his veneer primarily with a half-inch wide blade. So you can use a, a blade that isn't very wide to do resawing and to cut veneer and things along those lines. Um, but I think the majority of people, when you're dedicating a blade to resawing or a, a bandsaw to resawing, uh, like to go with at least a three-quarter inch blade, you know, maybe up to an inch and a quarter, and even more. You know, you've seen, have you ever seen those really wide ones that are like four inches in width on just the the massive dedicated resaw machines? Well, those things are scary. It's just like watching a giant wall of metal go flying by. Is what it really yeah. looks like. Yeah, those are insane. Yeah, those are nothing to mess with. But um, so really, uh, the sky's the limit. But the bottom line is, the more curves you plan on cutting. The, the less width you want because you want to be able to um, to make a tighter radius turn. Uh, for, for me, now, I don't know. Did he say I think it was an 18-inch bandsaw that he has? Yep, yeah. It's yeah, a pretty good uh, 18-inch. Okay, it's a pretty good size. Now, for me, the ideal situation was to have a 14-inch bandsaw with a little skinny blade on there, maybe a quarter-inch blade, maybe even a little bit less, so that you can use it kind of like a very powerful scroll saw, something that you can make really tight turns on. On my bigger bandsaw, I like to dedicate that for resawing and for veneer. So I can go with a wider blade, and and between those two, it covers all of my needs. Now, if you're using one saw to do everything, you may have to back off a little bit and compromise. So whereas I I have, like I think, a one-inch resaw king on my uh, larger saw and a quarter-inch blade on the smaller saw. If you were doing an all-purpose machine, you may want to go with the half-inch, you know, because if you are going to cut curves on that, you're going to regret it if you have a one-inch wide blade. Oh, yeah, definitely. With with mine right now, I have a 14-inch bandsaw, and that's what I have a a half-inch 
wood slicer resaw bandsaw blade on mine right now and I'm, I'm digging it but that is the one thing i do run into is i recently was working on a project where i had that a, a tighter curve and I, I was i was cussing and swearing constantly way more than i normally do anyways <laughs> but it was kind of hard to get in there so i had to do a lot of relief cuts and luckily the the project i was working on there was an, enough material there was enough leeway that i was able to really kind of do um some decent relief cuts ahead of time to really make the work go faster but if you were in a tight spot man, you really got to kind of really, really finesse that and you can even bind the blade up to the point where it'll stop the machine, or at least it would with mine because it's such an underpowered machine. But when it comes to that width, it's generally, I'd prefer to go with like, yeah, like about a three-eighths inch blade on mine just for all purpose. I, right now I have that half-inch one on there and I'm, I'm digging it, but I think if I was, if, if I was really going to do more curves, tighter curves, I would definitely go down to that quarter-inch. I would love to be able to get like a one inch on there because there's some some resong that I'd like to do. But you have a great point about the fact that it doesn't really need to be that big. If you take the time to true up your bandsaw and have it running straight, you can get just amazing results. Once you've got it tied, you know, um, uh, tied in with the uh, the right amount of tension and everything, you could veneer away like crazy with mm-hmm. a smaller blade. It's just to make a matter of making sure that you have the right guides, the right tension. And really, what comes down to it, the right blade, because you can get the tooth configuration. Oh man, we can go. We could, you could easily go on for hours about <laughs> right. tooth <traditional> mode. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, and and I think if you um, if you are dealing with one saw, there's nothing wrong with having more than one blade. You know, just like on a table saw. But uh, again, like a table saw, I'm pretty lazy, and I prefer to have one blade and not have to switch it out every time I need to do a slightly different operation. So. Um, right. A lot of ways you could go about it, but if it really is primarily resawing, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with going with the three quarter uh, and maybe the uh, inch wide blade. I think I'd be perfectly happy with that. Right. You know, and actually, kind of tying back into the way we were talking about wood trucks earlier, the uh, the, the one particular one I had mentioned, uh, Rick Hearn's, the video I watched on that, that guy must have like one of those like four inch wide blades on his machine. It's insane how gigantic <laughs> that blade is. Like I said, it's just scary. It's a wall of metal flying by. <laughs> yeah, those those scared the crap out of me. I was I can't remember where it was. At one point, I saw in the back of somebody's truck a coiled up, uh, just massive resaw blade that must have been at, from front to back, from like the tooth tip to the back of the blade was about six inches. And I'm like, man, I don't even know what that thing is going on, but that is awesome. <laughs> it was really cool. I think it was it was either in Fine Woodworking or there was another publication that had a – they were talking about it was a huge shipyard, like naval shipyard, historic shipyard, whatever it was, uh, bandsaw. And they were using it like years and years and years ago for like, you know, uh, mass on some of the older ships and everything. And the thing was just ginormous. I swear <laughs> to God, they said it was like 18-inch blade or something like that. It was insane. It's oh, just scary. It's scary to think of how easy it is to, to just take a limb off with something like that. That's pretty uh, gruesome to think about. But yeah, you imagine a guy that has to like you know change the blade out. All right, push the tension knob down. No, push <laughs> <it's> further. <laughs> no, you do it. You always get the new guy to detension the blade. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? Let's finish up uh, like we usually do here with the soothing sounds of Tom Iovino's slightly raspy Italian New Jersey voice. Uh, We got another tip here from Tom concerning uh, using data stacks and uh, some quick tips here for you. So check it out. Hello, everyone. It's Tom Iovino from Tom's Workbench, and it's time for another one of Tom's tips. After much trial and error, you have perfectly rigged your data set to make the exact size data for your project. 
Want to save time the next time you have to cut an identically sized dado? Take the time to make a sample cut in a board and write the combination of blades, chippers, and spacers it took. You can do this for all the data width combinations you use if your sample board is long enough and you spend more time woodworking than playing dado origami. If you want to discover more clever, useful, or even somewhat coherent tips, check out my blog at tomsworkbench.com or visit any of the other great blogs that belong to the Wood Whisperer Network at twwnetwork.com. I personally enjoy a good rousing session of data origami. <laughs> yes, I was thinking the same thing. It's right <laughs> up there. I'm going to include a portion in my book on wood, uh, wood shop uh, um, feng shui, yeah. and we'll, we'll dedicate it to the uh, the origami. <laughs> <laughs> to, 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 to data origami. You know, the one uh, downfall of doing something like Tom uh, mentioned there is when you assume that it's correct and you assume that the plywood you bought this week is the same as the plywood you bought last week and you find out the hard way after you've cut your datas that it's not exactly the same. Not that I've ever oh. done that. Oh, I have. <laughs> but, but yeah, I've done that. I've done that a lot of times. Um, you know, Sometimes the stuff just is not consistent at all, so you got to be careful of that too. Oh, yeah. How many times I can't tell you I've gone down to Home Depot and like, hey, this is the same stuff yet. No? When did you get... No, <laughs> so yeah, I think they to me deliberately. It's it's pretty ugly. Yeah, probably they like to play tricks on you. All right, I once well, got some I went from them. Oh, I'm sorry. No, uh, go ahead, they, please. They had had a, a red uh, glue or something in between it. So when I accidentally blew through one edge and I thought I could hide it, this I swear to God, it was like a Santa Claus red was sticking out the the, the part where it had blown out. It was the oddest thing I'd ever Weird. seen in my life. That's yeah. what happens when you buy uh, uh, Home Depot plywood. Yeah, that's well. I told that to the customer too. I said, "What do you expect? I bought Home Depot stuff. That's all you gave me for the money." <laughs> yeah, blame, blame it on them. That always works. That's that's good business practice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they stopped going back. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, I couldn't imagine why. All right. Well, with that, I uh, just want to give you a quick reminder about the giveaway, and make sure you get over there and fill out the form, and we'll get you. This is going to be all very fast, so get that in there, and we will announce the winners next week. And we'd like to thank uh, Lee Valley for providing the materials for us to do that so that we could provide that for you. Um, And I guess we will, well, I'm going to be on the road for the next week, so we probably will be another maybe 10 days before we actually do another show. But we will be back and we will have plenty of crap to talk to you about. Right, definitely. I want to hear more about Leo. I want to hear about Mark. I want to hear about how you guys got out of jail for stalking them. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of hard not to start. They're like two of our. If if you would put my like who my favorite guy in the world is and who Nicole's favorite guy in the world is, it's those two people. So it's kind of uh, neat to see them both in the same uh, span of a couple days. <laughs> definitely sweet all right let's give you a little information if you want to get a hold of us of course you can leave us a comment question some feedback on anything you heard today you know what you can email us at woodtalkonline at gmail.com or you can pick up that phone and leave us a voicemail at 623-242-2450 and your voice could be heard next on the very next show in about uh, when mark gets back <laughs> about when mark gets back exactly all right well thanks for listening everybody and we will catch you next time See you later, people. People? Uh, huh? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye.